To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love of all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. Absolutely. (laughs) Totally okay with that. I was just bragging about how with it I am right now, and I missed my cue. Um... (laughs) I'm like, is she is she not okay with that now? That's that's what I was thinking. I was a little worried. No, no, I'm totally okay with that. And I'm also gonna jump in. Hey y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com. Haha, I don't have to go last today. I also am No Guilt Travel, which is a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. Well, I feel like now Jane and I are just gonna be really confused because who goes next if Patty went first? <laughs> I was leaving it for you, Teresa. <laughs> All right. Well, then, hello, everybody. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife, WDW. Guys, I just didn't remember what my Instagram was. <laughs> Happy November. Look, it's been a long year. You had to <laughs> use really? all. No, you had to use all of that room in your brain for remembering the email address. So one thing just had to leave in order to make room for that. Oh, girl, just wait till the end of this episode when I don't remember that either. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> good times, good times. Um, on that note, so this episode we is kind of a mishmash. Uh, first, we're just going to talk about some news and things that you know have come out over at the Disney parks over the last uh, week or so, uh, Disney company in general. And then we're going to jump into what's going on for the holiday season at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland. (laughs) Haha, not a lot going on at Disneyland, but we do have a little bit of, there's a little something going on. Did you guys see that uh, Disney California Adventure is going to be open, at least a little portion of it for like shopping and stuff? Yeah, and I think that makes sense because I I saw a lot of the other theme parks in the, you know, in that area in California were doing that. And I know a lot of people were surprised that Disney hadn't taken that leap. So I'm glad to see that they are, you know, they're expanding a little bit to the area that people can get in and explore. For sure, for sure. I think that's a a good plan. And put some people to work, let some people walk in. I mean, you know how the three of us are. We're such dorks. There's something magical about walking through those gates, even if we don't get to ride any attractions. Something about, I don't know, the pixie dust in the air that we like to snort up continuously. But I I can see how a Disney lover in the LA area is thinking, oh yes, this this is something. It's not It's not the right answer. It's not the perfect answer, but it's a little something, something, you know, to get them started. Uh, so I know that that is, is coming soon where they're going to be able to get into the gates and um, check things out. And uh, it's kind of exciting. And I'm also happy for the cast members that are going to be back at work finally within the gates of Disneyland. What would you guys buy first if you were going to Disney California Adventure and you had a chance? Oh, so I did see one of the things they I can't it's I can't remember where it's going to be available, but I saw they are going to have the Disneyland corn dogs available uh. for people who are going in. So that that would be my number one. I, I think that's a solid number one. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what I would buy. I really don't. I'm the worst. Not at sure. The no, because if it's food, as we all know, as evidenced by the last episode. I am terrible with food choices. 
So like, I, I don't know. And really, I, I gotta be honest. The no Christmas, it's a small world is a big thing for me, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. almost wrote it's a small world here last night and just played the music on my phone. well then i have a hunch of what you might buy because i saw it's something that they have i know um disneyland has it and walt disney world has it in some of their christmas shops they have these ornaments that are like the exterior of some of the buildings so i know small world was one of them and somebody posted a picture that um the country bear jamboree building is another one that they are like they're just selling these ornaments of park buildings and i'm like i need to get my hands on all of these they have not made it onto the shop disney website yet but i'm like crossing my fingers and holding out hope so that would be one thing that you could buy would be the the small world facade ornament that's cute that's way cute like i i want that i am one of those people that have multiple christmas trees in their house uh in my defense the reason why we do is a I have four children and my mother does the thing where she buys each kid a, or she, she either makes or buys their own ornament for them for each year. That's something my grandmother did for me. So all of my old ornaments go on a tree. All of my kids ornaments for my mother go on a tree. Plus of course we buy Christmas ornaments when we go visit places and we do things, um, you know, to remember those trips. Um, and to top it off, my father-in-law retired from Hallmark. And so when he still worked there every Christmas, we would get boxes and boxes of awesome Hallmark Christmas ornaments. So I have multiple trees and one has kind of morphed into the Disney tree. I would love to have those ornaments. That's a good find. We, we definitely need to keep our nose out for when those come to shop Disney, because I have a feeling they're also going to go really fast when they do come out. Oh, for sure. All right. So one thing that I noticed, Jane, did you see this? Uh, We're going to get to Jane, Jane guys, Jane just went to magic kingdom. So she's going to give us all magic kingdom holiday update here at the end. But Jane, when you went, I saw online that the toll plaza, you know, that they were refurbing it and they were changing it. Did you note it? Did you see it? It's completed. Um, I did see it. I saw it yesterday. It was gold and blue. I, I, I have to say I wasn't like I didn't take any like great note of it to be like, oh, it's completely finished. Or I was like, oh, the colors changed. I know. Very <laughs> not exciting not observant of you no like I knew you know what it was (laughs) I knew it was changing over time so I've actually driven by it probably a million times since they started updating it so completing it to me like that's the way it's supposed to look (laughs) gotcha gotcha Um, but I did drive through it yesterday and I like it I mean I like the gold you had you noted it but you didn't really notice it not Not really right yeah I mean it's fine It, it looks pretty like it's not ugly it wasn't jarring it's just you know like have you seen pictures Teresa? yeah so like jane was saying i i saw pictures i remember seeing it when they were first starting the the paint update and then a few pictures here and there when people were visiting the parks i don't think i've seen any that were kind of announcing it being the final version but i mean it looks good i don't 
you know, it's it's a nice for them to have that refresh, but it's nothing that I'm like, oh, this is this is fantastic. Let me go research more about it. <laughs> okay, but so what I'm hearing is it's not the big drama that everybody was making it out to be when it was first announced. Oh, I didn't realize there was drama. Yes. Oh, my gosh. People have lost their minds over this. I mean, look, folks. Here's my raw opinion of this. This was wasted money. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I can I can, I can, can co-sign on that. Now, I looked at the pictures and the pictures that I saw, I do like it. I think it's pretty, but I really like blue and I like gold and I like blue and gold together. And it's got just enough rose gold to quote unquote tie it back to the castle. But if they hadn't done it, would it have made any impact whatsoever? None, zero, zilch. It was not necessary. Completely agree. That's it. And honestly, there's not enough rose gold to fully tie it back to the castle. So really, what are you guys doing here? Like, this was not a consistent message. So this is me when I get down to be like, this is a poor business decision. You spent a lot of money on nothing. I don't know how many people were in charge of this. But really, guys, come on. So I understand why people were up in arms about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're attached to it or don't like the colors or whatever. But also, like, it's just a whole lot of nothing. No, I, I, yeah, no, I agree. And the thing I thought uh, when I first saw it was that it actually looked more like the old castle because yes. it's so much more blue than the new castle. So, yeah. So, anyway, if you guys want to go Google that and go go see what it looks like and see what we're talking about, uh, eh, you know, not 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 worth getting that excited over in the end, except that. Not the not the money choice, not the financial choice. Maybe the three of us would have made <laughs> at this point in time. Josh tomorrow, just you know what? Talk to us next time. We'll we'll help you out. Okay, right. All right. Um, <laughs> speaking of money, they had the fourth quarter full year earnings call uh, for fiscal year twenty twenty, and. I kind of have paid attention to this, uh, mostly through Twitter. I was just, you know, catching up on, on some of the notes that were there. Um, but one of the big things that, that stood out should be absolutely no surprise to anybody that this was the first financial annual loss in over 40 years. I mean, duh, right? I'm not sure there's a whole lot of companies out there that could say any different, except for maybe like the hand sanitizer companies and the Peloton, plexiglass, <laughs> and Peloton, <laughs> and the the plexiglass people. I mean, well, you and know, the ones facilitating yes. remote work. So and remote work, yes. Zoom, Zoom is like we love this. <laughs> uh, so sure, yeah, we get it. Um, but you know, Disney losing money sounds like it's going to happen. I guess the the good news is is that it, they did lose money, but not um, maybe as dire a situation as was what's projected. Um, so that's, that was kind of interesting to see. And, uh, our friend Tanya is actually at the parks right now. Uh, she just texted me and said, oh my gosh, Magic Kingdom is so packed. 100%. Uh-huh. And she's just like, this is crazy. And her follow-up to that was they need to go ahead and start opening more things because it's, I don't think from, from what they're committing to or what they're saying on this, this phone call, they actually did admit that they're running at 35% capacity. So they're still not, when we say it's packed, we're still not talking normal numbers, okay? But it feels more packed, 
possibly because so many stores and so many inside locations are running at a smaller capacity or are completely closed whatsoever. So therefore, in the streets and when you're standing in line, it's going to feel like a lot more people are there. Does that make sense? Uh, Somewhat, but we'll get there. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. I'm just, like I said, I'm just guessing based on what, what Tanya told me and what you have said. All right. Uh, There was this one note I wanted to read uh, out, uh, Bob Chapik. He is the chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company. And he said, even with the disruption caused by COVID-19, we've been to effectively manage our business while also taking bold, deliberate steps to position our company for greater long-term growth. The real bright spot has been our direct-to-consumer business, which is key to the future of our company. And on this anniversary of the launch of Disney+, Plus, we're pleased to report that as of the end of the fourth quarter, the service had more than 73 million paid subscribers, far surpassing our expectations in just its first year. Now, we're going to talk about Disney+, Plus. I think, next week uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, just a, a lead in. Hopefully we'll, we'll get that recorded for you guys, but that's, that's crazy. 73 million subscribers. I wonder what they hoped to get where they were like going, ah, you know, we'll be happy with 20 or 30 million. It was less than that. I think I remember seeing that, you know, the 73 million that they were projecting, hoping to get to that like several years down the line. So gotcha. I can't remember what, what they hoped for by the end of the first year, but I remember seeing like, they were, it was like somewhere between like 60 to 90 million by 2024 or something along those lines. So that's definitely sped up that timeline a lot. <laughs> wow. That's, that's fantastical. I mean, that's just, you would never have, have, who could have guessed that this crazy little thing called COVID would have impacted in such a strong way for at least that one arm of business. I mean, it makes sense, but that was definitely not in the planning process back a year ago in November, you know, when, when Disney plus just w- w- launched, which by the way, happy birthday, Disney plus. Um, hmm, well, and fantastic. I don't know if, I don't know if either of you remember uh, that they had announced going into 2020 that um, cast members basically had the choice of having, you know, the front gate passes for family or they could get the year of Disney plus as their like their compensation, their extra bonus. Um, And there's been a lot of talk about, well, we know people were making fun of those who were possibly going to pick Disney plus as their option, but they actually got the better end of that this year. (laughs) They sure did. Especially if they're in Disneyland, because those poor people, (laughs) nobody's going there. Um, But I guess they're the cast members are still probably not allowed to even bring in family and friends. Are they? I bet that's still shut down as well. I think they are in some cases. I don't know. I don't know officially. I haven't spoken to some anyone recently about it, but I do Mm -hmm. know that they're like over the summer, particularly they were going almost week by week determining um, whether cast could come. And then if cast could bring guests. Um, So I don't know if they're going to dial that back now or how that's going to work. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, that was just kind of my little takeaway from that uh, information. If anybody else has some good tidbits or you guys want to talk some more about the financial status of what's happening with the Disney company, uh, go ahead and join the Facebook group where No Guilt Disney on 
Facebook and we would love to have you. And, uh, you know, there was also a huge impact with obviously with every arm of everything. Cause just as a reminder, you know, theme parks were closed, cruise ships are closed. Adventures by Disney is down. There was merchandise, like a huge hit to merchandise, uh, issues, uh, studio entertainment. So think about that. All these movies that were either supposed to happen this year have been completely pushed back or they were pushed onto Disney plus instead, or, I mean, just, some of them, we don't know when they're going to come out at this point. You know, a lot of a lot of things changed. Live sports were on hold for quite a while as well. Um, Disney owns ESPN and ABC and such, and so there was a there was a lot of different arms. I guess that's good thing that they are diversified, but also in this case, like everything got hit. Right? Um, I think they said they um, lost something like overall. Was it? Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to give the numbers because I don't want to be completely wrong. But it was a lot of money <laughs> uh, in the end that that they ended up uh, losing this year. Well, and I think so, that one of the interesting phrases they used was when they were talking about the theme parks, they were operating. It was a positive contribution margin, but that is different than being like a net positive. So essentially, the parks, well, Disney World in particular, were operating at a loss. And they announced mm-hmm. also, I think it's because of some of the restrictions that are happening in France, but Disneyland Paris has reclosed. And I think a big portion of that is going to be closed through January, I think, or into early February. And I think it's a combination of, you know, some of the restrictions, but also just because the cost to keep keep that theme park open. Um, and yes. the other thing I wanted to mention, because you had talked about um, a lot of the productions, the one uh, positive thing that I heard that was part of the call was every studio project that had been shut down by COVID has either now resumed or has completed. So that's not talking about a lot of the productions that hadn't gotten started yet. I think there are going to be some shifts in timelines. But so, you know, we've seen we got the um, the WandaVision. We got the January 15th premiere date for that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Diego Luna had he posted a short video. Um, it was in Spanish, but it was essentially saying that he's in London now and he's getting ready to start working on the next Star Wars project. So that's, you know, the, the Cassian Andor series that's going to be coming to Disney Plus. So I think there were positives that, you know, it's there's things that are starting to kind of come back and there's there are things that are rolling that had been put on pause for a long time. So I think we should be hearing more about some of those productions um, and hopefully getting some more firm release dates for different things soon. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is, that is a little positive news. So something to look forward to. If you're a regular listener of the No Guilt Disney podcast, you know we always talk a lot about the way we show our love of Disney through our fashion choices. And if you haven't checked out cufflinks.com, you are missing out on some amazing gifts that you can buy for yourself or others uh, so they can do the same. Cufflinks.com believes in elevated individuality, knowing that you look and do your best when you feel the most like you. And with stylish men's accessories from Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and 40 other brands, there's no end to the ways you can celebrate your fandom in style. You can tell that special someone, I love you 3000 with Iron Man cufflinks, show your coworkers this is the way with a Mandalorian lapel pin, or turn your entire wardrobe into a hidden Mickey scavenger hunt with their vast collection of 100% silk ties and pocket squares, tie bars, and so much more. 
And from now through December 31st, you get 15% off your order by entering no guilt at time of purchase. That's N-O-G-U-I-L-T for 15% off with no minimum order. Make sure you visit cufflinks.com to get everything you need to look professional while having no guilt about embracing your Disney side. Uh, Okay, let's talk about the holidays at Walt Disney World in 2020. And just to guess that we're going to have kind of a repeat of the Halloween show where, eh, you know, it's there, but it's not really what it once was, which is interesting. So do you guys want to talk about basically what we know is supposed to be in each of the parks? And then at the end, we'll let Jane tell us about her trip. Sure. Does that work? Okay. We're going to talk about Magic Kingdom last, um, but let's see what the other ones are doing. I saw on um, online that, first of all, that there's no gingerbread displays happening this year. Did anybody else see that? I yes. haven't seen it directly from Disney, so I didn't know if that was, you know, for real, for real or not. But is that is that true? Is that really happening that they're I'm, not doing them? I'm pretty sure that um, they announced it on the Disney Parks blog, I think like a month or two ago. So it was definitely a while back, but they did say that they weren't doing them this year. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that also has to do with reduced resort hopping. You know, they don't really want to encourage people to go running all over Disney. So it's much, much harder to get into other resorts. And um, if, for those of us who live here and even a lot of people who come to visit, you know, it's part of the traditions of Christmas is that you go to all the hotels and you see their trees and you see their gingerbread houses. So I think by doing that, they're probably trying to discourage a little bit of that. That makes a lot of sense. Did either of you see that the contemporary as an alternative, they are sounding like they're selling a make your own gingerbread contemporary kit that has a white chocolate monorail car. I did see that. And uh, Tanya was supposed to bring me one speaking of, in fact, I might have to text her and remind her and say, Hey, go get my monorail because I don't think she's done it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually uh, saw that and thought it was so cute. And I think it was the Disney food blog uh, that I was, I texted on Twitter and um she responded back that it was, it was good. It was, it was a really cute setup and it looks delicious. So I want that. Thanks for bringing that up again. Let me message. Anytime. In Epcot, what was not happening? What we know is not happening, which is. Candlelight processional. (laughs) Adding to the depression that is Epcot 2020. There is no candlelight processional. Oh, that hurts. Again, though. That would be a pretty tough thing to try to pull off. Uh, oh, it would be considering impossible the circumstances. To pull <laughs> I was you you can't nice. sing. Yeah, no, you can't sing safely like that, right? On and top of people, no, mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely uh, definitely have to agree that that was a a, a noted an important and noted choice, but still a little bit sad. On top of that, uh, they also are not doing the holiday storytellers. You know the Santas that are all over Epcot. Mm-hmm. Those are not happening either. I was it, it kind of makes sense considering the entertainment cuts that have happened recently. So I think that's less of a 
less of out of concern of, you know, how are we going to manage this versus a, we just don't have those cast members right now. Yeah, no, that would probably be a a good uh, guess. Um, We are still getting the festival of holidays this year. There is, but I think they're calling it the taste of Epcot international festival. Like it's, it's like the light version of that. Maybe Um, I saw that it's running November 27th through the 30th. And it just said, you know, holiday kitchens and holiday cookie stroll will be available. So it doesn't look like it's the full whatever that they usually do. I don't know. I haven't ever been to this festival, so maybe I don't know enough about it. So this festival is, um, it's not real, like, huge, huge to begin with. Like, a lot of it is more the draw of going to see the Santas, going to um, see Candlelight Processional, and there are food booths which are included in this um, Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Guys, can we talk about the fact that you keep adding more words to things when really what you (laughs) need to say is light? So, like, if I'm watching a commercial later and it says the taste of Budweiser, Bud, no, it's Bud Light. It doesn't need to have four extra words. Yeah, it's, I don't even. I don't even know. Yeah. But the cookie stroll is normal. That is something we get every year. Um, I tried to do it last year, but it's just a lot of sugar to take in kind of in like a shortened condensed time. So we made plans to go back and then never did. And then the other thing is just going to the different food booths and, um, trying, you know, sometimes it's like holiday fare from certain countries or snacks. I particularly love in America, they always have like, a lot of like the Jewish food. So they'll, well, not a lot, but they have a taste and you get um, a knish, which reminds me of, you know, being at home and um, some matzo ball soup. So (laughs) that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, What else I also picked up, and this seems to be a theme at all of the theme parks, because um, when I went to, uh, (laughs) when I went to the Disney website to see what they were offering for holidays, Again, it was kind of sad. Um, basically, they're just continuing on with the cavalcades, which I love. Don't, the, that I'm, that that's cool. That I'm happy about. But that was kind of the highlight that was listed under each and every park. Is <laughs> <It's> basically <laughs> this cavalcade is happening in their holiday festive gear. This cavalcade is happening, and Santa Claus will be there, right? And so Santa is apparently coming to all four parks. He's going to be in these little promenades at each one. So if you uh, are going and you need to see Santa or you're taking your kids and they need to see Santa, they will be able to see him as he goes by um, through each of these little uh, promenades, is, is promenades is what they're calling it. Um, so that's still happening, and that is happening in Epcot. And then the other kind of new thing that they put in there, they said Olaf is having a holiday tradition expedition scavenger hunt. There you go. Can we just say Olaf's scavenger hunt? No, <laughs> no. because if we add a hundred <laughs> words, it makes I don't it better. Even know. <laughs> it does apparently. So there's um, Olaf's holiday tradition expedition scavenger hunt that is happening. It says have a blast tracking down all of the things on Olaf's list during this fun scavenger hunt. 
I don't know, something to do, I guess. Uh, cute so idea. So I'm guessing, is that like the the Remy's scavenger hunt or when they do the eggs around Easter time? Yes, that's okay. uh, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm picturing. They didn't go into any more details as to what exactly it is at this point in time, but that's what I picture as well. Is that it's similar to searching for the Easter eggs or for Remy? Yep. Yeah. Well, and so what um, I'm getting from this from their list, they clearly have left off the most important part. If we're talking about putting characters in festive holiday apparel, it's Figment in his ugly Christmas sweater. Like that I is a big draw. Come on. <laughs> I saw that. Is that normal? Do, does Figment No, this is get this, a, this is the first time I've new? ever seen that. I okay. I'm pretty sure this is brand new. <laughs> Okay, well, Teresa, does this like move your needle? Does this make you want to plan a trip yet again, even more? Because, you know, there's some other things uh, that are falling in place for the holidays. That would require Disney to be more of a bubble than it currently <laughs> is. Let's, you know, I was hopeful for a period of time. And then, you know, things have just been... <laughs> Things have kind of exploded again. A little yeah, bit, so. little, little exponentially worse than they were a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm, yeah, Disney's mm-hmm. not. And I know, like I said, this is nothing against anything that they are doing. It's nothing against any of the the policies they have. Um, but it's just it's it's not quite enough in a bubble for me to to want to leave my own bubble that I have been in <laughs> the last eight months. <laughs> completely understood completely understood yeah so for those that haven't seen it we'll we'll find the picture we'll drop it in the facebook group but uh figment is in an ugly christmas sweater so that's exciting news uh that's that's what's happening at epcot over at animal kingdom like literally what i what they have listed is those flotillas the the um characters on the on the boats that go down the river which is adorable again love 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 all of that's still happening. They're all now going to be dressed in holiday gear. And um, Santa is also going to have his own little boat. So that's cute. Um, and and I, doing- I saw that on Twitter. Uh-huh. Now, maybe it was TikTok. Anyway, I saw that somewhere in the internet. <laughs> and it was so cute. I like immediately texted and was like, guys, when are we going to Animal Kingdom so we can see this? And then we never <laughs> made plans. But... Um, it's really cute. What the the Santa Claus one? Yes, the Santa, and then there's like Donald and Daisy are in like super cute holiday outfits, and then like Mickey and Minnie are in cute holiday outfits, and like everybody's just like holiday cute, and I love uh, it. Adorable, adorable, adorable. Uh, they also are doing the Awakening Holiday, uh, the Tree of Life Awakening Holiday Edition. That's it. That's that's what Animal Kingdom has for you. So They're just they, not. I did see um, they did put back up. I think this last year was the first time they did it. Um, Dino Land. They've sort of they've decorated. Um, and it, I know the the big dinosaur skeleton as you walk in is completely covered in lights and has like a little light show that goes with it. So I did see they brought that back again. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So decorations are probably going to be there, but just as far as like entertainment and whatnot, this is what we're um, being limited to right now. Um, Jane, if you guys do make a trip to Animal Kingdom in the next couple of weeks, we would love to hear about it because I'm curious. Um, over at Hollywood Studios, uh, the Santa is going to be on a car also driving through Hollywood Studios, uh, Hollywood Holiday Tower Hotel, all the lights and the projections, which is just gorgeous. It's It makes 
it takes something that's so like purposely creepy and old and uh, you know just so well done from that aspect but then when you get those projections on it it turns it into a completely different facade i mean it's it's just so unexpected i guess i really like it it just makes me think of like a big christmas present <laughs> when i see those pictures um so i i i'm happy to see that at least the projections and stuff are back cuz that gives you a little little taste of this just not something you see every day right i mean it's my favorite Christmas park, usually. Uh, I mean, obviously, I agree with that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was going to say, and your girl, Gertie, let's talk about it. Yes, Santa Gertie has returned. All of Echo Lake is decked out the way it has been the last few years. And it was one of those things. I, I had hopes that they would make sure she may be brought back, but it was not anything they'd mentioned in any of the news releases leading up to it. So, you know, had slight hesitation if they were just going to ignore that. But no, the the fest of Echo Lake and Santa Gertie has returned and it just fills my heart with joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very, very cute. And she is, of course, adorbs. Uh, I also saw Minnie's Holiday Dine and at Hollywood and Vine is back. So uh, if you need to eat with the characters, Minnie's Yuletide dining experience is happening uh, over there. Now, of course, it's not the same character experience that we once had. It's definitely things have changed. Um, so you'll definitely want to check that out before you make your reservations. But it does look like they are, you know, given a kind of a, a holiday meal happening over there at Hollywood Studios. All right, on to Magic Kingdom. Jane. Yes. What's not happening? There are no Cinderella Castle dream lights, and there's no Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now, I personally love the Castle dream lights. I think they're just so magical and so beautiful, and it just fills my heart to watch them come on and then shimmer, and it's just beautiful. However, instead... We now have, again, projections on the castle, which I got to admit, I love. I really, really like what they did with this. But you saw it in person. So I'm going to like throw this to you and you tell us what it's like going to Magic Kingdom during the holidays at this time. Um, So starting, I guess I'll start with the castle. And um, I, I should also let everybody know that as I had just kind of alluded to, Hollywood Studios is overall my favorite park, and particularly at Christmas, I love Hollywood Studios when it's like when they usually do it and you get the full show on Tower of Terror and you get there's a cute nighttime Jingle Bell Jingle Bam show that they do and um, they have tons of decorations that I just love over at Studios. So usually I am a full-on Studios girl. Um, I really don't make it a point to go to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I It's just not my thing. Like Halloween is usually my thing. Um, and I like Magic Kingdom, but I'm always like, it's just crowded and it freaks me out. And and like, it's fine, but it's definitely not my usual Christmas park. So I just want everybody to know that going into it. So with the castle and the dream lights, I like them. They're really cute. Like, all right, I see it. You like glitter and glow. I love shiny things. Okay. <laughs> I love the projections. Okay. Love. Yeah. 
the the pictures I saw, I I had that same reaction when I first saw them. I don't know if it's I, I like Christmas a lot, so I don't know if it's just the the colors and such that was on it, but it was so fun. It's and, and it's the colors, but it changes. So like the glitter of the castle, like I wish that there was a way that they could do one of the projections. Josh tomorrow, if you're listening to me, one <laughs> hire me. Two, here you go. They need to be able to figure out how to do a projection that looks like the castle dream lights. Okay. So then that way you give that glittery, shiny, like facade to the people that want that. And then you can also give the rest of the projections. So um, I saw, I think, three of them. Uh, we didn't stay to watch like a full cycle. I think there, there's definitely another one because um, I'm going to spoil it maybe for some of you. So if you don't want to hear what happens, maybe turn it off right now. <laughs> Forward uh, to a minute. <laughs> right. For like a minute. I mean, it's not really that big of a spoiler. But I do know just from seeing on social media that one of the projections makes it snow on the castle. So, and that was the one I, I definitely didn't see that one. So I saw three others. So there's at least four scenes. There could potentially be a fifth. Um, but like one of them looks like wrapping paper, kind of like old school, kind of red gold mixtures of like patterns, wrapping paper type. There's a blue and gold version, which is very beautiful. And the projections actually the gold projection on the gold highlight of the castle is so vivid. Like we just stood there talking about how gold these accents were on the castle. Like th this is how we spent our time because <laughs> it was so pretty. And then there's one where it, it wears a little Christmas sweater. I mean, does it get cuter than that? <laughs> no, it does not. That's adorable. Uh, adorable. Um, so the trick with it, uh, it changes, I think it's every five minutes or so. But the trick with it is if you're standing there and you kind of hear the music come up a little bit, it gets a little bit louder and the music kind of changes. And that's when the castle changes. And when it changes, it changes fast. Like that music came up. I didn't even have time to open the camera on my phone. So, mm -hmm. so we had kind of had to wait for the next one because I was like, oh, I want to get a transition. Um, but it's that quick. So, okay. I'm a big fan of the castle, guys. And I I have a feeling a lot of these things are going to wind up staying. <laughs> well, I got to say, just from a financial aspect, not hanging the lights. Right. And especially if you have something that's also just as cute or whatever, uh, at least to, to our you know experience that we like it enough um, that maybe they'll be like, yeah, we don't have to put the crane out. We don't have to pay for all of that. We don't have to have people mad at us for ruining their pictures <laughs> right. for a couple of weeks with the crane in the way um, going up and coming back down. And so maybe we just do this instead. So yeah, we'll be interested to see what happens. So that's, um, that's the big thing. Obviously, when you walk in, you get your usual Christmas wreaths are hung, the giant candles on Main Street that hang inside the wreaths. All of that is up. There's tons of garland. We don't have the poinsettias that are usually in uh, front of the train station. So that was disappointing, but I kind of expected it after seeing Halloween. 
But y'all, the cavalcades. As if you haven't heard me talk about them enough since they started this, that fully put Magic Kingdom above Hollywood Studios in my favorite Christmas park race. Like I was like, if they keep doing this, this wins because you're getting that Christmas parade that normally only runs during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or it runs from Christmas, I think it's Christmas Eve to New Year's Eve. That's it. That's the only time the Christmas parade runs. So our options down here are either pay for the Christmas party, which I usually don't do, or I have to go to um, Disney during the most crowded time of the year, which to be honest, I usually go on Christmas day and I literally go in, watch the parade and leave. Cause I love that parade, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the cavalcades bring it right to you. All the characters in costume, Mickey and Minnie in their holiday best, the gingerbread men dancing, um, Goofy in his candy house, and Max driving his gingerbread car, and the reindeer were dancing, Santa came down Main Street. So all of that just really took it. And it was like, yeah, it's Christmas. Like, it's great. And it's Christmas and we're at Disney. So for me, I think it's great. I'm I'm a big fan of 2020 Christmas at Magic Kingdom. Okay, then. Well, that I was not expecting to hear that. I thought that we were going to have another disappointment on our hands. But nope. <laughs> I will tell you what, what I am disappointed in. And just to reiterate, the crowds are off the charts. Mm-hmm. Off the mm-hmm. charts. There is no longer any ability to just stand on the green dots that they've put on the ground that like one family goes here and then another one goes six feet away and another. So when these cavalcades come, it's crowded. It is old school crowded. Okay. And um, yeah, they are no longer loading. We noticed last night, they're no longer loading like every other car. So like in haunted mansion, they're loading every single car. You're going one right after each other. Um, you know, there's still obviously the, the social distancing and lines with the six feet and the tape on the ground. And so you're following that, but it is very, very crowded and very slowly getting back to how can we increase things to keep cranking, you know, people through and, you know, there's, there's good and there's bad with that. So you have to just, um, take that with a grain of salt. You know, I know that like, like when Teresa hears that, Teresa's like, yeah, good. I'm not going. <laughs> well, even I'm over here going, okay, I'm putting on like three masks right now because you just went to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know if COVID can travel through the airwaves. <laughs> I, I will tell you that last night I actually was like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to come to this park. Like I don't, I or, or any park for that matter. Like I have reservations mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. month. I don't know that I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, like. If things are changing like uh, pretty right. drastically. So, right. And especially like, you know, there's just a lot of people there right now, <sighs> which, you know, part of me, that's good from one perspective. And the other part is thinking that's very, very bad. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot um, of people forgetting. I'm going to 
do air quotes when I say that, but there's a lot of people forgetting the reality of the world. So, um, you know, you have to just make sure that if your particular boundaries are crossed, you know, we had to remind people to please back up, please keep your space. And so there's a lot of that going on because there's a lot of people and one tiny space. Well, and, and that's why the com- when the comment was made earlier about, you know, Disney needs to open more things. I'm like, I don't know if that's the right answer either, because that would mean opening indoor spaces, which doesn't, it doesn't minimize the risk if you're just moving, you know, people from those outdoor spaces to indoor spaces, because it's still for the cast members who have to work there. It's still, you know, just as risky of a position for them to be in. So I understand why that's, you know, what you want to see. I don't know if that's the right solution, given everything that we know. Got it. That's probably why they are doing things such as filling in every doom buggy instead of skipping every other one like they were, right? So that right. they're like, hey, it's already open. You know, this this attraction's already open. It's already indoor. Like we're just we're just going to maximize it out instead of opening a whole nother area. And I did see um, on some of the some of the other attractions. So the ones where it's not you know one group per car. I did see that they had been adding more of those partitions on on some of the rides, like in between rows. So I think that was another way as they started to add capacity, their way of trying to mitigate some of that risk by still making sure there are some barriers between people. Um, and they also, this was a couple of weeks ago, but I saw that they had added more signs that you can no longer, you know, eat or drink anything when you're in line to make sure people mm-hmm. are keeping their mask on throughout, you know, while they're in the entire queue areas. So I think we've seen them kind of make being more restrictive in some ways while you're in the park to kind of assist with allowing them to, to increase the capacity little by little. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't like it though. I I, (laughs) I mean, obviously I I don't either. I'm still home. (laughs) Like I obviously am not comfortable with any of this, but it's, you know, like I said, I think they're doing what they can without having to, I think they're trying to put off opening more of those indoor areas as long as possible by doing implementing all of these other things. Honestly, I don't know how many more areas they could open in magic kingdom. Like for the most part, there's a lot of Magic Kingdom that's open. I think the bigger issue is that with the six feet, with the six feet in between parties, lines are exponentially longer. And so people then tend to avoid even getting in the line even more than normal, right? So now they're just sort of floating around them. Well, and I guess once we get to uh, Thanksgiving, this was another tidbit they gave on the call was Thanksgiving is when they are booked to almost at capacity. And that's, you know, the the 35% capacity, but that's going to be the first time since they've raised it to the 35% that they are going to be almost at capacity. So that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. (laughs) It sure will. I will watch that from the internet. From very far away. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. All right. Well, that's what's going on with the holidays at uh, Walt Disney World. And uh, if you are going, if you've gone, where can they tell us about their trips or their experiences? Because it doesn't sound like the three of us have any interest in stepping foot (laughs) in Disney for a while. 
Um, well, you can come and tell us about your experiences or ask questions. Um, if I do go again, I'm happy to look for things for people. Um, you know, if you're like, hey, can you tell me what this looks like? Come join us in the No Guilt Disney Facebook group, or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. Yes? There you go. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Look at me. Good job. So proud of you. And join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.